It's 6 p.m. and you are tuned to your community radio station, KVMR-FM Nevada City, KCPC Camino. Today is Friday, May 19th. I'm Kelly Reese and this is your KVMR Evening News. We're in the middle of our best radio station in the known universe membership drive. And before we dive into the news, we gotta say we're excited because we have a match. So if you're feeling grateful for the local stories and emergency coverage the KVMR news team brings you, give us a call at 530-265-9555 or show your support at kvmr.org and your donation will be doubled. Up ahead, you'll hear all the classic KVMR evening news components. We have the California report and your local news and weekend weather forecast. And then we turn the tables as we take you with us live into the studio. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. We're learning more about U.S. Senator Dianne Feinstein's recent health struggles. They were worse and more complicated than her office first disclosed. Here's KQED politics editor Scott Schaefer. Feinstein was hospitalized in March after being diagnosed with shingles and spent weeks recovering at home before heading back to Washington last week. Since returning, she needs a wheelchair to get around. The left side of her face is partly paralyzed and one eye is partly shut. Her office never revealed what the New York Times reported Thursday, that the virus had spread to her head and neck, leaving her with vision and balance problems caused by encephalitis, a rare side effect of shingles that causes swelling of the brain. Feinstein's workload is reduced in D.C., and this latest revelation, on top of reports of her cognitive decline dating back more than a year, could increase calls for the 89-year-old Democrat to step down before her term ends a year and a half from now. For The California Report, I'm Scott Schaefer. There is growing concern about the prevalence of child labor in the U.S. Now, California workplace regulators have confirmed complaints of child labor and other violations at a Popeye's fast food restaurant in East Oakland. KQED labor correspondent Farida Javala Romero reports. Dozens of fast food workers and advocates with Fight for 15, a campaign funded by the Service Employees International Union, protested outside of the now-closed Popeyes in support of two teenage girls. Fast food veteran and mom Olivia Garcia says she drove from San Jose about an hour from here to participate. She says it's unacceptable for children to be exploited. The complaints by two 17-year-old girls allege they and co-workers as young as 13 have been made to work many more hours than allowed by law, including close to midnight on school days. Jomara Romero, one of the girls, says they've also witnessed violence in the workplace and suffered sexual harassment. The managers sometimes make sexual jokes, and I don't think that's like the right environment for a minor because like, it's your workplace, you should be feeling safe. She works as a cashier to help her parents cover rent. Corporate Popeye says they shut the franchise restaurant down hours after the allegations became public to investigate. An official with the franchisee, 14th Street Chicken, told KQED he disputed the allegations but had no further comment. For the California Report, I'm Farida Javala Romero. As Pride Month approaches, public health officials are urging people to get vaccinated for MPOX, 
formerly called monkeypox. Health officials say for the first time in six months, there's a new case on the peninsula south of San Francisco, and new studies released yesterday confirm that two doses are much more effective than one. KQED health correspondent Leslie McClurg has more. The studies show that two shots are up to 88% effective in preventing MPOX. Joe Hawkins is the CEO of the Oakland LGBTQ Community Center. Get your second dose for the best protection. He's urging men who have sex with men to get vaccinated, as well as trans and non-binary people who have sex with men. This is something that you really don't want to expose yourself to. A recent MPOX outbreak in Chicago showed that vaccinated people can still catch the virus, but shots prevent severe cases and hospitalizations. For the California Report, I'm Leslie McClurg. The state of California and the city of Los Angeles have been chosen to take part in a new federal initiative aimed at reducing homelessness by 25% over the next two years. Here's Veteran Affairs Secretary Dennis McDonough, who also chairs the U.S. Interagency Council on Homelessness. We will be embedding a federal official in each community to accelerate locally driven strategies and enact system-level changes to reduce unsheltered homelessness. We will also deploy dedicated teams across the federal government to identify opportunities for regulatory relief and flexibilities. Los Angeles Mayor Karen Bass says she hopes the program will help ease the bottleneck of unhoused people trying to get into motel rooms in her city. So far, about 1,200 people have enrolled in LA's Inside Safe program, but Mayor Bass says progress has been slowed by bureaucratic red tape. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and Adult and Children's Health Systems, working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org. Guideline. Their automated 401k plans can be set up in 20 minutes. More at Guideline.com CA. Guideline. The California way to 401k. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes 11th Hour Racing, working to connect sustainability with sport to help restore ocean health on the web at 11thHourRacing.org. And that is this edition of the California Report for Friday, May 19th. We are a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Danny Bringer, Brendan Willard, Christopher Beal, and Seal Muller. Our producers are Izzy Bloom and Keith Mizuguchi. Our senior editors, Angela Corral. Our interim director of news is Erica Kelly. Our vice president of news is Ethan Tobin Lindsay. And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. Let's take a look at today's local news. Grass Valley hosts its second annual Armed Forces Day celebration this Saturday from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. The County of Nevada webpage describes the event as honoring active duty military personnel. Downtown Grass Valley will see military bands, a Black Hawk helicopter, and aircraft flyovers as part of the festivities. Nevada County's free green waste events continue. You can dispose of your landscape trimmings, untreated wood, branches, shrubs, and more. You can bring your green waste to the McCourtney Road Transfer Station on Wolf Mountain Road, Monday, May 22nd. The site will accept your yard clippings, shrubberies, flowers, and more between 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. However, you will not be able to dispose of anything over 4 feet long or 18 inches wide. 
and blackberry, poison oak, and scotch broom won't be accepted either. With its high porch and rooftop bell tower, the white one-room Kentucky Flat School on Newtown Road in Nevada City has long been a Nevada County landmark, but it's now been made official. The Nevada County Historical Landmarks Commission and the Grass Valley School District will hold a public ceremony on Tuesday, May 23rd at 10 a.m., commemorating the Kentucky Flat School as a historical landmark. The school was moved to its current site in 1855. It operated continuously for 108 years before closing in 1963. The structure now serves as the Kentucky Flat Community Preschool. This week, the California Transportation Commission allocated more than $1.6 billion in state and federal funding for infrastructure projects. Some of that money will travel to cities in our listening area. Elk Grove will receive nearly a million dollars for the Camera Road extension. Yuba City will see roughly $150,000 to extend the Sutter Cycle Path from Hooper Road to Harder Parkway on the north side of Jefferson Avenue and on Harder Parkway from Butte House Road to Spirit Way. And Sierra County Local Transportation Commission has been allocated $21,000 for project planning, programming, and monitoring. Before we round out today's local news, a word of warning. With graduation season in full swing, Pacific Gas and Electric Company is cautioning those celebrating that something seemingly innocuous is the exact opposite. The utilities behemoth warns that helium-filled metallic balloons could pose a public safety risk if they assert their independence, take to the wind, and come into contact with overhead power lines. Yesterday, a metallic balloon caused an eight-hour power outage in Vacaville, PG&E says that in the first four months of 2023, metallic balloons striking electric lines have caused 91 power outages in their service area, disrupting service to more than 35,000 customers. Metallic balloons have a silvery coating, which is a conductor for electricity. If the balloons make contact with power lines, they can short transformers, cause power outages, and melt electrical wires. Now on to your forecast from the National Weather Service. For those in Grass Valley and Nevada City, tonight clear with a low around 58 degrees. Saturday sunny with a high near 82. Saturday night will be mostly clear with a low around 57 degrees. Sunday sunny with a high near 82. Sunday night is mostly clear with a low around 58 degrees. In Truckee and Lake Tahoe, tonight mostly clear with a low around 40 degrees. Saturday a 20% chance of showers and thunderstorms after 11 a.m. Mostly sunny with a high near 77. We'll see that chance of showers and thunderstorms remain through the evening. Saturday night will be partly cloudy with a low around 42 degrees. Sunday, a 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms with increasing clouds and a high near 75. Sunday night will be mostly cloudy with a low around 44 degrees. The National Weather Service has issued a special weather statement and flood watch for the Truckee Tahoe area through the weekend until Monday. Expect highs 15 to 20 degrees above average this weekend. This unseasonable heat brings flooding concerns across area waterways due to excessive snowmelt and runoff. And in Sacramento and Woodland, tonight mostly clear with a low around 57 degrees. Saturday sunny with a high near 85. Saturday night will be mostly clear with a low around 56 degrees. Sunday mostly sunny with a high near 88. Sunday night is mostly clear with a low around 58 degrees. You're listening to the Evening News on KVMR.
Every Friday, KVMR's Felton Pruitt brings you the latest music and arts interviews. But this Friday, in a special edition of the KVMR Evening News, we turn the mics around and bring you Felton Live in the KVMR studio. That's right, folks. I'm always live. (laughs) Even if I'm not here, I'm alive. (laughs) You're tuned to the KVMR Evening News. As mentioned by Kelly, we are live in the studio and we're asking you to pledge your support not just for KVMR, but also for the KVMR Evening News. We've been working hard for years to keep you, our beloved community, informed. Most of these uh, Fridays, we listen to Felton Pruitt interview some important musician. Last time, it was uh, last week, you were in, in, in interviewing somebody who was actually on the way to a gig, right? It was somebody in a bus. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was Rob Ikes, and he was playing the Center for the Arts the next night or a couple nights later with Rodney Crowell. But they were at their show up in, in, in Spokane, I think, and they was on the bus with Rodney and everybody, and it was just a fun time. It was, and it was a fun interview, and as I said, if you, if you love that sort of radio, if you love hearing from the artists that are coming through our community, give us a call. There's people out in the community room waiting to hear from you. The number is 530-265-9555, or you can do it online, kvmr.org. I got to mention, we have a match, Felton. How much? $300. So how does that work? That works this way. Any amount that people out in a radio listener land pledge is going to be matched dollar for dollar up to $300. So we have an opportunity in the next 10 minutes to turn $300 of donated money into $600. I know there's a lot of you out there that got $300 just burning a hole in your pocket right now. So call us. Yeah, or burning a hole in the sofa or wherever it's burning a hole. So, you know, that, that that's a question that I have. I have a burning question, Felton. You know, I've been listening to you um, even before I got this job um, for a long time. I'm, well, you used to work with me, and you didn't listen to me then. <laughs> it's a story for another time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I was a big, I was a big KFAT fan. You know, of course, I was a little kid. I didn't listen to it live, but as soon as I learned about KFAT, mommy, can you turn that stuff off? <laughs> so, so tell me, what was your first interview? Well, tell me about that. Well, my first professional interview was Jerry Garcia. And that was in 1982. But my first unprofessional interview was in 1981. And that was John Cipollina from Quicksilver Messenger Service. No kidding. That was at San Francisco State. And I remember, you know, I used to do, I did Friday afternoons from like four to six. On, I did the haphazard show. And um, I talked to John, uh, Quicksilver's manager, and uh, said, yeah, we want to get John Cipollina to come in. I thought that would be so cool. I mean, Quicksilver was still playing at the time. And uh, so I said, and what is John like? You know, I want to make him real comfortable when he comes to the studio. And his manager goes, well, he likes Coke. So, you know, as the young uh, 20-something DJ on San Francisco State, I went out and got a cooler, filled it with ice, and got six ice-cold bottles of (laughs) Coca-Cola. Packed the cooler with ice and everything, and Cipollina comes in, and I go, hey, I talked to your manager. We got your Coke for you. I I show him the cooler, and I open it up. and He's such a sweet man. He just, you know, he grabbed a Coke, he popped it open, and we did the interview. (laughs) So that was, um, you know, and, and that's how I started doing interviews. I was very naive and didn't really know how to do an interview, but, you know, we got through it. But then we did the the first professional interview I did, which was for KFAT, but we went back to San Francisco State to do it because Jerry Garcia was starting a new – there was the Fat Fries that KFAT did, Mm -hmm. and then we were starting a new series called – what was it called? Fat in the Saddle. And Jerry was going to be the first gig. And so on February 28th, uh, 1982, we got together at San Francisco State, and I did my first professional interview. Eight minutes. 
I didn't know what to do. It was with Jerry Garcia. The only thing I knew was I wasn't going to mention the Grateful Dead. And we had a good time. And Jerry taught me how to do an interview. What do you that, mean? That time. Well, I, you know, you don't know. You know uh, dude, it's so cool to see you and all that. My girlfriend had baked uh, pot brownies for him. I mean, you know, it was your typical Grateful Dead scene and stuff. But Jerry was a really sweet, caring guy. And he literally looked at me in the eye the whole time, and he pulled me through the interview and kind of taught me how to do an interview from from the beginning to the end. And it's like I would just – I asked some question like, is is recording in the studio work for you? And he goes, oh, yeah. And he went off on that for a while. He really – he like – he looks at you. He understands the question, and he taught me to do the same thing, to actually pay attention because he's Jerry Garcia. I'm paying attention to what he's seeing or saying. And that's the whole key to doing an interview in the first place, you know. We're talking with Claudio Mendonca. Claudio, how long have you lived here? Well, if you listen to the guy and he says, well, I just moved here two weeks ago, you should have a question like, so you've only been here two weeks. Well, what do you think of the area or whatever? Or if you've been here two years, you know, what brought you here? Or, or whatever. You have to always listen. That's the whole key to doing a good interview. I agree. And if you're out there and you agree and you have appreciate those pearls of wisdom you can call us right now 530-265-9555 or you can do it online remember every dollar that you give is going to be matched so let's take advantage of this opportunity i'd also like to take the opportunity to thank some sustaining members glenn from smartsville howard from grass valley uh we've got holly from grass valley aaron from nevada city uh Jillian from Corvallis, thank you so much for for your ongoing sustaining support. It's important now more than ever to keep independent local media alive, so thanks for that. Now, Felton, you do music interviews, but not just music interviews. When did you make that, that pivot to more, you know, I guess more newsy interviews? When Paul Emery made the terrible mistake of hiring me to do work on the KVMR Evening News about 13 years ago. Do you remember what the first one was? The very first interview? No. No, I have no idea. I mean, you know, it's like back then we would interview anybody about anything. You know, some guy would walk by with his bicycle and it had a flat. We'd interview him. (laughs) (laughs) Which then, you know, when Snowmageddon came, you're out there interviewing uh, snowboarders and stuff. Yeah, so a bit of a full circle, I suppose. Yeah. And and speaking of Snowmageddon, this is a great time right now to show your support to Claudio for all the work that he did doing you hourly updates when you didn't know when the power was going to be on, when uh, you know North Bloomfield was going to be open, or what store to go to, or what have you. That's this is what KVMR has been doing for. Uh, what is it now? Forty-four years, almost forty-five years, and we want—we're we're, going to be here. We're not going anywhere. We are your community radio station, but the way we—the reason we're your community radio—you own us. You pay the bills. That's right. And it's time to pay the bills right now. So you know the old five three zero two six five nine five five five. Help us pay the bills today, and then we'll be here for the next time when you really need us. We were here all the time, you know, when you're when you're just listening and enjoying it. Life is good, but then sometimes life gets really serious, and we're here for you then. And that's when it's really important too. And we need the money to keep the, all the you know the infrastructure of KVMR going. During Snowmageddon, we didn't go off the air once this time. And, now, that, and, we, and it's a challenge. And it's something that we're very proud of. It's a big challenge because of where the transmitter is, you know, and, and how Buzz and everybody has to get up there and get through the snow or whatever it is. It's, it's really hard. And we've figured it out. And, and another shout-out to Buzz, Dave Barnett, our engineer, Absolutely. for figuring all of this out. But this is why we're still here after you know 44 years is because we are your radio station and it's it's we 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 take that to heart you know we don't we don't uh, take that lightly so um thank you 
for all the support you've given us over the years. And right now we could use a little more so we could make this match. Absolutely. You know, I appreciate those kind words, Felton, but I also want to take the opportunity to shout out the team, you know, Kelly Reese, yeah. you, um, Joyce Miller. We, we now have um, Julia Jem, the Youth News Corps. I mean, this, this, this news team has grown and, and I'm very, very happy to be a part of it. I, I just want to say, if you, if you really appreciate what we're doing, now is the time. You know, Felton was talking about how hard times are are hopefully not necessarily coming, but this is the season. We're getting into the season. KBMR we have three station. fires yesterday. And and we are preparing as a station. You know, next week we've, we're going to have a, an in-house seminar. We're going to have members from uh, the county. Uh, Pascal is going to be here from Ubinet, and we're all going to get together, and we're going to talk about the best ways we're to, to serve you, our listening audience. So now is the time. You can do it online. A lot of people now, they don't, they don't do the phone anymore. Yeah. You can use your phone as a little computer, pocket computer. You can go to kvmr.org. You can donate on your watch. It's true. It's you true. Can. The future is now. <laughs> so, Felton, can I call you a fathead? Or is that, is that not considered? That's a, no, that was always a compliment. Right? Yeah. And yeah. people self-identify. It's like being a deadhead, a fathead. Right. You know. So now that you're at the, you know, the Victorian... Ra- the Victorian Museum Radio, right? Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, if you haven't heard, just a little news: we're going to have a little brunch coming up. A couple it's, weeks. It's yeah. going to be it's going to be fabulous. So you you can check that out on our website. But anyway, Felton, what would you say that uh, listeners of KVMR call themselves, or what, if you had to decide what that was, what would you call it? You community. Know, community heads. Yeah. Well, just part of the community. I mean, we're all just one one thing, and this is just the voice. That's why it says on our bumper stickers, voice of the community. It's a fact. We are truly the voice of the community. And we represent the community, I think, very well. I, I, I've told people many times during the, 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 the tough times, like in the summer when we're doing evacuations and there's mm-hmm. a fire and stuff, I can feel the, everybody in the community. I can feel what's going on out there and how either happy or tense it is. And it just, there's something about what KVMR does that connects all of us. And it's a pretty cool thing. So it, it's been an honor to be here. And, I, you know, it's always a pleasure and, and a privilege to be on the air here at KVMR. I agree. And, you know, you can donate for for the calming music that DJs play. You know, every single DJ takes the time to create a perfect playlist for the time and for the situation. And we've gotten calls during emergencies. Hey, I really appreciate the calming music that the DJs play in. So yeah. show your support, 530-265-9555 or online, kvmr.org. So that's uh, what we're challenging you to right now. We're trying to make our $300 match, and we've got 30 seconds to do it. And I know there was some people on the phones. Um, I haven't seen anything get updated. Oh, now I did see somebody get updated. Nope, nothing updated yet. But hopefully uh, we can make that match in the next 25 seconds. Call us, 530-265-9555. Now's the time, brothers. You know, that's all I can say. And Look at, look at where else would you see this ha- or hear this happening, right? A news reporter who's got the Grateful Dead on his little phone. Very cute. 530-265-9555. That's our newscast for this Friday, May 19th. KVMR gets support from generous listeners like you and Green Acres Nursery and Supply, offering over 90 varieties of roses, including Floribunda, Hybrid Tea, Grandiflora, and Miniature, recommending planting and fertilizing with organic fertilizers. IDigGreenAcres.com and Sierra College Nevada County Campus, offering degrees, educational programs, and training for a job or a career. 
Fall semester registration is now open with online registration at sierracollege.edu slash UCAN. Support for KVMR's Future of Radio project comes from AJA Video Systems, empowering the next generation of local journalists and broadcasters. The KVMR Evening News is produced by KVMR News Director Claudio Mendonca. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Kelly Reese, signing off. Have a great weekend.